Hey, this is Dorothy Ilson, founder of Needles Eye Media. And if you want to start being intentional with your free time to discover your true purpose and potential, then you need to be listening to the free time podcast with my good friend, Carl Sona. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. You know, for anyone who is in that kind of victim mode mentality, you know, it just, it doesn't do anything for you. You know, if, yeah. if you really think about your life in that way, you're always going to be reacting to the negative and you're going to continue to get the negative. But if you can, if you can turn it around and force yourself to, again, ask better questions and start to deliberately search for the good in whatever yeah. situation you're in, uh, it's a pretty powerful thing. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Yo, welcome to another episode of the Free Time Podcast, and thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and chill. Today's guest is Dorothy Elson. Dorothy is the host of the Do Well and Do Good podcast, and she's also the owner and founder of Needle Eye Media. Today, Dorothy shares her incredible story going from cush employment to literally two weeks later handing in her letter of resignation and to now running her own seven-figure digital marketing agency. Dorothy gets in the nitty-gritty detail about what it means to trust your gut, what it means to ask yourself higher quality questions, and what it means to truly take ownership over creating the life that you want to live. If any of that resonates with you, this is your show. I invite you to settle in and enjoy my conversation with Dorothy. What's up, everybody? It's Carl Sona, the host of the Free Time Podcast, and I'm here bringing you another fire episode. Today, I'm super, super excited to be talking with the one, the only, Dorothy Ellison. Dorothy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl. Excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, you know, I'm getting to know you. Obviously, you and I got connected through Travis, our mutual friend at our mastermind. And as I was getting ready for this conversation, I was just really enjoying doing my homework, you know, learning a bit about where you've come to where you've gotten to. And if I had to sum you up in one word, the thing that sort of just jumped out to me was purposeful. And I want to tell you why. I say purposeful because... You know, I got to learn a little bit about your first entrepreneurial experience where you were trying to like get a dog for yourself to pivoting <laughs> from college where you were on this like, you know, linear path of a route towards success or so what you thought was success to everything that you're now doing with, you know, the Do Well and Do Good podcast. And it just, it, it, it leaves me with the feeling of this is a woman that is just absolutely determined, you know, to go out there and absolutely just live her purpose, whatever that may be on her heart. So... I'm very curious to hear from you, you know, what does it mean for you to live a purposeful life and, and how did you cultivate that along your journey? Well, thank you. First yeah, of all, um, absolutely. That definitely means a lot. And I think that for me, it's, 
you know, we were talking a little bit before we hit record about following your gut and, and just trusting yourself. And I think that has been the biggest thing for me. You know, I haven't, you know, you could say like, when you say, you know, I'm purposeful, it could imply that, you know, I've kind of had it all figured out and, and known where I was going at each stage, which, which certainly is not the case. I think, you know, I've been very purposeful in each individual moment of, you know, looking at my situation, you know, looking at where I am, the opportunities in front of me and each left, right decision, and then choosing, you know, what, what I believed was going to get me closer to, you know, to my ultimate goal and, and, and to where I, I really want to be in life and the, the kind of lifestyle that I want to have. And so, you know, it's just been such an incredible journey of, you know, making mistakes, learning from those and, and moving forward and, you know, just continuing to course correct and, you know, continue to take my life in the direction that, that I ultimately wanted to head. Yeah, I love that. I mean, what I get out of that explanation is that like there's like such a visceral level of like consciousness that you're aware of. Yeah. It sounds like you're actually asking yourself questions. What do I want my life to look like? Like what's ideal? And, you know, with the audience that tunes into the free time podcast, I feel like a lot of them have been under the notion that if they just follow the blueprint, whatever that has been from the environment that they've been sort of raised in or nudged along in that everything will be fine. You know, even though there may be some internal feelings that feel like they're out of alignment. How, what would you say to the audience if they're in that situation? Because that can be a really tough thing to sort of make peace with, you know, or to sort of yeah. take action on. Well, so I used to be there, right? Okay. You know, when I was going through school, uh, you know, I was planning on being an accountant and it was really all around this this belief that if I just kind of did what I was told to do and continued marching forward on this path of, you know, kind of what society sees as a successful career, uh, um, you know, a, a smart uh, kind of plan for for life, that it would all work out and and I'd be happy. Yeah. And then what ended up happening for me was that my senior year of college, I was introduced to personal development, and that just kind of opened up an entire new world. For Pandora's me. box. <laughs> Yeah, it really, it really is. And, and I started to come to this understanding and something that I now believe very, very strongly, which is that we create our reality and we can create it any way that we choose. Mm. Uh, and so once you take ownership of that and first of all, take responsibility for where you are and the choices that you've made bringing you to this present moment, then you can start to you know, ask yourself better questions and decide mm. where you want to go. I think the way to get more out of, out of business, out of life, out of our experiences is to ask better questions. So, you know, when I find myself at a crossroads thinking, you know, oh, I I really want this, but, but it's in conflict with this other thing that I really want, you know, asking yourself, well, how can I have both? You know, mm-hmm. how can I, how can I create things exactly as I want them? And when you start to ask yourself those questions, you start to find the answers and you realize that, you know, things that you thought were impossible are actually within your reach. Mm, very well said. I mean, empowering questions are such a great substitute for, you know, uh, uh, que- you know, lack of questions or coming from a place of lack or scarcity, you know, and a lot of the audience, you know, I go out in some of the different like TEDx forums, you know, folks that are dealing sort of with like the quarter life crisis. A lot of the feedback that I'm hearing from them are things that are typically out of their control. You know, it almost sort of sounds like a lot of the folks are, are feeling victimized based upon, you know, the workforce that they've sort of found themselves in or having a boss that doesn't quite understand them, whatever the case may be. And what I take from it is like, people are like in survival mode. Like they're literally showing up, doing the bare minimum, just trying to scoot by. And in my mind, like that's not really a great breeding ground for creativity at all or problem solving. So like, what can they do? What are some practicals, you know, uh, if an individual is finding themselves in sort of this like victim mentality where they're just like doing the, the absolute minimum, like how can they start to make that pivot, you know, in your words? Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, we can't control what happens to us, Mm -hmm. but we can control how we react to those things. And so 
I actually, I read a book that was very, very impactful for me uh, a few years ago. And it's called, uh, it's called Zen and the Art of Happiness by Chris Prentice. And this book completely turned my worldview on its head. And and I truly have not looked at things the same since. And the, the basic premise of the book is, is about what would happen if you decided that everything that happens to you is the best possible thing that could happen to you. And you got to think about it this way because, you know, I'm sure every single person listening to this podcast can think of a time where something bad happened, you know, something that they felt was just, you know, an, an absolute objective negative. And then in hindsight, looking back, you can see how that thing actually was serving you in some way. You know, maybe it was, uh, you know, an opportunity where, you know, you got, you got fired from your job and you felt like it was the end of the world. But then six months later, you get hired by your dream company and you realize that that was the best thing that, that possibly could have happened to you. I mean, I think we've all had experiences like that, big or small. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of power in deciding that you're going to look at every situation that way. Because when something really terrible happens to you, you know, you, you do, you get fired, you, you know, you lose an opportunity, you, you lose a relationship in your life, you know, whatever it might be. If you can ask yourself, what if this is the best possible thing that could happen for Mm. me? you will start to see opportunity where you previously only saw lack. And you'll start to look for the good in the situation in that moment, which not only helps you to feel better in the moment, but it also opens your eyes up to the the way that you can react to that situation that's going to lead to the best possible outcome. So, uh, you know, I think that has really had a, a big impact on the way that I live my life. And so, you know, for anyone who is in that kind of victim mode mentality, you know, it just, it doesn't do anything for you. You know, if if you really think about your life in that way, you're always going to be reacting to the negative and you're going to continue to get the negative. But if you can, if you can turn it around and force yourself to, again, ask better questions and start to deliberately search for the good in whatever situation you're in, uh, it's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, it literally is just sort of like likened to like just taking off like a pair of specs, right? That just like are kind of like foggy and dirty. Like that's just like the lens that you traditionally decided to look out and just picking up a clearer pair that allow you a world of possibility, you know, a higher power order of thinking. And the beautiful thing is that you are the one that's fully in control of that switch that you make. And I, I think that's where a lot of the audience can really stand to gain a lot of advantages on the back end. But this like sort of leads me to my next question is, okay, so people start asking higher powered questions. You know, they start thinking of things happening for them versus to them. These are great breakthroughs, but there's still that like little element of fear, right? Because it's still like the unknown. I think I read in your story that you once had like a nice corporate cushy job waiting for you, you know, but still you chose to take that leap of faith to do, you know, your own thing at the startup. Maybe you can kind of share with us from that story or any other stories that you have, how you pushed past that fear, right? That's so normal that we all have once asking yourself higher level questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I've had two very distinct moments okay. uh, that were like that. So the first is the one you mentioned where, you know, I was about to graduate from college. I had a job offer that I had accepted with uh, PwC, a massive accounting firm, the company that I'd wanted to work for and got the job. And then two weeks after graduation, just had this realization that I didn't like where this path was heading. Like I said, I'd been introduced to personal development. I'd really, you know, dove head first into that whole world. And I started to question whether or not accounting was actually going to make me happy mm. uh, in addition to make me quote unquote successful, you know, yeah. as, as kind of society saw it. And so I really, I didn't like the answer <laughs> when I asked that question. And so two weeks after I graduated, I called up PwC and told them I wasn't coming and gave up that job offer. And, you know, all my friends and my family thought I was insane. <laughs> but, but I had confidence in myself 
that, that I would land on my feet. And so that is what, you know, ended up, uh, ultimately I found a job at an early stage startup. I was their third employee and spent three years there in an absolute roller coaster, of, yeah. you know, learning in the trenches, what it looks like to scale a business. And so when it came time for me to leave that company, uh, that was when I had the, the kind of second of, um, of this, that kind of moment yeah. where, you know, I, I had the desire to do something on my own, but I didn't know what that was going to be. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I decided that that I was just going to leap and, you know, figure it out on my way down. And so I ultimately ended up hiring a mentor uh, to teach me yeah, yeah. So, you know, I had gone to a um, a workshop on Facebook advertising and we had grown that startup uh, bootstrapped almost entirely off the back of Facebook ads to uh, to about $6 million a year in revenue in the first three years uh, of the company. And so, you know, I knew that this was something that I was interested in. I knew that my skill sets aligned with it perfectly, but I didn't know how to build an agency. I didn't know, you know, if I would be able to get the same results for clients that that, that business had experienced. And so, you know, I I needed help and and I didn't have any money to uh, to go out and get it. You know, <laughs> I I didn't have savings at the time. I uh, you know, was was living off a credit card trying to figure out, you know, what working on my own was going to look like. And I came into this opportunity to to basically hire, you know, one of the top minds in digital advertising to mentor me one-on-one and teach me how to build this business. And it was $35,000 for a year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yep. Substantial investment. Yep. Yep. Money that I did not have. Um, (laughs) But again, I I took a massive leap of faith and I uh, I ended up putting the the first $6,000 installment on a credit card and just saying, you know, come come whatever, whatever will, uh, you know, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do it. And so, you know, I, it was another experience of, of really just backing myself into a corner and putting myself in a position where I had to make it work. And I think that's, that's something that, that for me, you know, I, I thrive in, in that situation. And so, you know, I worked my ass off, you know, it was, it was certainly not easy, but within five months I got to $10,000 a month in revenue in the agency and, and it just continued to grow from there. And, you know, that, that money was, was really the best money that I ever spent. So it was a big experience, I think for me, a learning experience in trusting myself Mm. and not being afraid to take those leaps if yeah. you're going to get me in the direction I want to go. That's beautiful. I, I love how you, you talk about just being willing to bet on yourself. You know, I say this thing to myself every single day that as soon as I walk out my door, you know, I am throwing myself out into this crazy universe. It's beautiful, but crazy universe that we live in, right? Where just a variety of things can come at me. And it's like, if I'm not willing to trust me, if I'm not willing to bet on me, who else is going to out there? So what, what, what better way than to take that leap of faith and just prove to yourself that you can do it? Sort of like the whole burn the ships mentality, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think a, a big key to that is that through that time when I was you know, trying to figure out what working for myself was going to look like, and then when I hired that mentor, I was working equally hard on my mindset mm. as I was on my business. And I think that was absolutely critical because mm. you know none of us we're not born with this confidence we're not born with you know the guts to really bet on ourselves and and do that you know it's something that is learned and it's yeah. a muscle that then needs to be exercised you know in order to to keep yes. and so so it's not like you know it's not like you either have that confidence or you don't it's it's something that you need to hone and and yes. build and work on every single day. I'm so happy you brought that up Dorothy. I think in today's era of social it's so easy to like look at some of these images of these videos and just be like wow that person looks super baller they're so polished I I can never do that right and so the comparison game sets in and then people are just sort of like handcuffed to like their you know, wherever their feet are currently. And they're just looking at where they'd like to go, not realizing that there's so much that goes on in the background or that could go on in your free time to actually build 
some of those internal assets like a muscle that you talk about. So I actually want to like go a little deeper on this on this mindset thing. You, you pointed out a couple of times that personal development was like the, the spark behind a lot of this. What was it? Was it a conference? Was it a book? Was it an individual? Like what specifically was that kind of aha moment for you? I wouldn't say that there was one moment or one okay. book or one event. I think it's really a function of flooding your brain with positive content mm. until it starts to seep into your worldview. You know, I think if you take, you know, one one book or, you know, just, just one thing that you read or that you hear, and then you go all in on implementing that thing, uh, you know, that's certainly one way to get there. For me, I just dove in and started consuming content like crazy. And, um, and I think the, the risk of that is that you just consume and you don't actually implement. But what I would do is, you know, with every, with every book that I read or, you know, any podcast that I listened to, you know, I would just try to take one thing from that. What is one actionable thing that I can implement from this book or from this podcast or, or whatever it might be and, and actually create a change. And, you know, as I was just, you know, really continuing to flood my mind with this encouraging positive content that was teaching me that, that I could create my own reality, that I could have anything that I wanted, I started to create a process for myself, you know, my own, you know, mindset habits to keep that top of mind and to make sure that I was always deliberately moving towards, you know, whatever it was that, that I was looking to achieve. So, you know, when I first hired that mentor and started my business, it was every single morning journaling in just insane detail about yeah. what it would what it would be like when i hit my first $10,000 month you know oh, when i got wow. my first client or whatever and you know i would just go deep on you know how i would feel you know what that who that who those clients would be you know what what kind of results i'd be getting for them you know and how that would feel and yeah. just really getting into that place of of being there in the now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before I knew it, I hit that goal. And, and then I started journaling about my first $20,000 a month. And then it was my first $30,000 yeah. month. And you know, as my business continued to grow, it was wild to, you know, look back on my journal from, you know, a few months prior and see that, you know, I had literally written into reality those oh things goodness. that I was dreaming of. Uh, yeah. And so that's what I continue to do to this day. Oh my goodness. I, I, that's a, I think that's a key to for anybody listening right now. Like taking pen and paper and committing to just writing out in like the most granular detail what it is that you hope to create. You know, I think all great things that we have ever seen in our planet all started off as an idea. You know, this past summer, I got to go to Machu Picchu and I scaled that mountain and I turned the corner and I saw that like beautiful ancient city and I'm like, holy crap, like... Somebody had this as like a small idea, like hundreds of years ago, and it, it's still standing to this day. And so it's just a testament to how what you feed your body, specifically your mind, can actually morph into reality. Because what you start to focus on allows your energy to go there, which allows you then to take the actions, which it sounds like it, that happened in your case, to actually manifest that. Um, exactly. That, that's such a great testament. I love that. And so... I want to pivot back to right before you chose to make the leap to entrepreneurship. So there's a lot of buzz around entrepreneurship right now. Okay. Like it's so funny. I remember my dad's an entrepreneur, but like he was an entrepreneur in the eighties and nineties where you were practically like next in line, like a used car salesman. Like it just wasn't a cool thing to do. (laughs) You know what I mean? But a lot of the audience that tunes in, they want sort of like the lifestyle that they think comes with entrepreneurship, you know, the autonomy, um, the flexibility, all these different things. But I'm not sure that they understand what all comes with that, you know, in order to gain that. So can you talk about, just, just sort of peel, you know, the curtain back a little bit on what entrepreneurship means to you? And then I want to go in a little deeper based upon what, what you say. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of what, what entrepreneurship means to me. I mean, it means that that you're in the driver's seat, you yeah. know, that, that you're controlling where you want to go, which, you know, for, for many people is, is a positive. Some people, you know, don't like the idea of that, you know, they prefer the, the security or the stability of, um, you know, of, of a traditional job and, and that's fine too. But I think for some people, you know, we are just, 
uh, we're not wired for that. You yeah. know, I, I'm not one that um, takes to authority very well or, or direction very well, you know, and, and so for me, far more important than, than, you know, how I was working or what I was working on or, you know, what my day-to-day looked like, the most important to me has always been being in control of it and, and being able to be the person calling the shots. And so I think, you know, with, with becoming an entrepreneur, it's easy to get caught up in sort of a fantasy of what that's going to look like, especially in the first few years. And the reality is, is that it's a lot of work. It is, it is a grind. It is very, very hard. But for, for me and for, uh, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's just worth it because at the end of the day, you are choosing, you know, where you're steering the ship. And so, you know, I, I've gone through many different you know, phases or seasons of my entrepreneurial journey. Right now, I'm in a season where I'm working very, very hard. You know, I've uh, I've grown my business. I'm uh, overdue to hire some more help, and so you know, I'm really putting in the time. But you know, I I also you know spent. I was you know telling you before we hit record. You know, I spent the last three weeks traveling. You know, I was in California, and then I was in Maine, and and uh, in Yosemite National Park, and just you know doing all of these you know incredible things in in beautiful places and fitting my work in in the cracks. You know, I think for me now, I decide where I want to be and what I want to be doing, and then work fits in around that. Whereas for, you know, people in a traditional job, it's usually the other way around. You know, work is the thing that is scheduled first. And then, you know, the fun stuff, the stuff that's for you, you know, the vacations, they slot in where they can. And so I never want it to be that way. You know, I I want work to be something I do to support the life I want to lead and not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a very, very honest assessment. And I was hoping that you would sort of just clarify that a little bit because, you know, I think <clears throat> not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Like, let, like, let's sort of clarify that, you know, and really the premise of this show, you know, is leveraging your free time, which is an asset that we all have, you know, and that everybody has specific control over to start to take the steps to figure out, you know, what a life of purpose and fulfillment look like. And so I'm curious, you know, being an individual who obviously is a very successful entrepreneur, but has been in an organization, what would you say to an individual that already knows, all right, entrepreneurship, it's not really the thing for me. But that being said, I just want to know that like, I can, you know, scale this company that I'm with in my role, and hopefully find something that, you know, lights me alive, or hopefully begin to take the steps that like, open me up, you know, how can they empower themselves to uh, actually like, you know, make those moves, even if they are in an organization answering to a boss? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, it's about not compromising, just yeah. being really honest with yourself about what you want and then creating that in the situation that you're in. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I'll give you a, a story that I think illustrates this very well. I have a friend, one of my closest friends, and she has absolutely no desire to be an entrepreneur. She loves working for big companies, you know, and being part of, you know, big teams and and that's where she thrives and she got to a situation where she was just feeling just really burnt out and, and kind of uninspired by the role that she was in. She didn't really see the path for advancement. And she wanted to make a massive jump into, um, you know, into basically product development. And so she thought that she was going to have to, you know, obviously leave her company, look for a new job and, and was really, you know, was really unsure of how she would make such a big career pivot and go into, you know, a, a, a kind of work that she didn't really have any experience in. And so, you know, that was what she wanted. And so she made the decision that she was going to leave her current company. And she decided that she also was going to take three months to travel in Southeast Asia. Travel was something that was really important to her and that she hadn't had the opportunity to do with work. And so she thought, you know, what better time when I'm making this big career change to do that? And so 
basically, you know, as, as the time came and by the way, she loved the company that she was in. So she didn't want to leave, but she just, she really wanted to change what she was doing. And so basically as the time came to, to put in her notice, she had some conversations with leaders at her company and, um, and basically clued them into, to what she was planning to do. And they were so eager to keep her that they ended up, long story short, gave her a paid sabbatical. So wow. she got to take her trip to Southeast Asia and, and do the travel that she wanted to do and then come back and transfer over to the product team and basically get her dream job at the company uh, that, that she was working for. And so she went from feeling like you know she had to leave, there was no other way to get what she wanted to figuring out how to open the door and get mm-hmm. everything she wanted, yeah. um, you know, just far better than she ever imagined. So, you know, I tell that story story to illustrate that you know regardless of whether or not you're an entrepreneur or you're an employee the most important thing that you can be doing is adding value where you are mm-hmm. and so if you contribute at a very high level and show your boss you know your management team whoever it is the value that you are adding and you know make sure that that, that is is evident then you're going to have more leverage than you probably think that you do yeah and most people don't get what they want because they're too afraid to even ask for it mm-hmm. um, so i think that's a big lesson is in just you know going after what you really want maybe it's working from home two days a week or you know maybe it is uh, you know having four weeks vacation or, you know, taking a month long honeymoon or whatever it is, you know, actually asking for these things and, uh, and figuring out how to make it a reality. I think that's like the first uh, step that anybody can take that's looking to like empower their current situation is make the ask first of yourself, then of like the situation that you're in. And again, you would just be surprised, you know, You, you don't get to get from, you know, base one to base two without making that ass. So I'm so happy you brought that up and what a fantastic story behind that. So shifting gears now. So you go off on your own, you start your digital marketing company and it sounds like you start to really have a ton of success, but something happens and you decide it's time to start Do Well, Do Good, which is you know your podcast that you've not been doing for over the past year or so. Uh, it was July, 2018. So wow. over a year. That's awesome. That's awesome. So take me back or take us back to like where you were when you decided to go out and like create that and like bring that contribution to the universe. What, what prompted that? I'm just so curious. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really, you know, I, I'd had the desire to start a podcast. It was something that I was really interested in, um, but just, you know, wasn't making the time for, wasn't, you know, making the leap and, and taking the commitment to, to doing it. And then, you know, I finally got to a point where, you know, I was, I was done talking about it. You know, yeah. I, I, I had to take action and for me, do, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and for me, you know, do well and do good is all about showing people that the desire for, you know, great financial success for yourself personally is in no way counter to the desire to, you know, have a, a big impact on the world and, and really help other people and, and, and do good, you know, make, uh, make positive contributions. In fact, those two things go hand in hand. And so I, I really yeah. wanted to, you know, create a show where I could highlight these stories of people who, you know, had not only created great success for themselves, but who were leveraging that success to have a much greater positive impact on the mm. world and, and contribute meaningfully to causes that they care about. And so, you know, I think for me, it's, it's been an incredible journey of, you know, just better understanding my own money mindset, uh, you yeah. know, and, and the, the traps that a lot of us fall into, you know, around money and, and success. And, you know, really showing that the more that we can help other people, the more that we can add value, the more that we can serve others, yeah. the more fulfillment that we'll have for ourselves. And, you know, the more, the more energy that we'll have to be able to go out in the world and, and do bigger and bigger things so uh-huh. that we can have a bigger and bigger impact. Yeah. I, I just, I love what you're doing over there because, and you hit the nail on the head, the financial piece, I think for many of us, especially young people that tune into this show is such a driver, right? But how many times do you hear from like people that have already experienced, you know, a 
very decent level of success where they openly admit, you know, I made all the money in the world and I became so obsessed or whatever the case may be. But there were other parts of my life that I took my eyes and my attention off of that began to suffer. And so what good is the money there if you're not finding a way to make sure that everything is really like, you know, growing in in a holistic fashion and that you're using that to sort of like, you know, ultimately impact and improve your surrounding, whatever that, whatever that may be for, for the individual. So it seems like you're really kind of hitting like that, you know, the nail on the head there pretty awesomely. And that's something that I want to encourage everybody to, to keep top of mind is, and I think it's so easy to be frustrated by where you currently are, you know, you got to get to that next step, whether it's going off on your own or figuring out the ask for a promotion at work, whatever the case may be, that you just become blindsided by like your, your own vision. One of the things I love to do when I'm having an issue is I'll just pick up the phone and call a buddy or call somebody I haven't spoken to in a while and just ask them how they're doing. And I like get them talking. And I just find that it just like helps me like get out of myself and just gets me out of my own head. And then they'll maybe say something that I'm like, oh, by the way, I actually I had a conversation with such and such. Like maybe she can help you with, with that issue that you just opened up to me about. Whatever the case may be. It's just such a good way to just pay it forward without always being so, you know, um, self-centered <laughs> like we all tend to be sometimes. So you kind of touched on this earlier in your previous answer, but what does it mean to live a fulfilled life to you? Like, how would you sum that up? To me, you know, I, I truly believe that the purpose of our life is to feel joy and, and to be, you know, to be moving in that direction in all things. And so, you know, with fulfillment, I think it comes from understanding that, you know, you're never going to get to the finish line. So often we, we get this idea in our heads that, you know, if we only had this income or this job or, you know, this relationship or, you know, X, Y, Z, that that's when we're going to be happy. That's when we're going to say, you know, okay, we're good. And, and that's just not the way we are wired as humans. You know, we're always looking for more, we're always looking to grow. And so, you know, we just keep moving the finish line, you know, whenever we get it, we, we move it a little bit. And so I think fulfillment comes from recognizing that it's all about the journey and the way that we are going to, you know, really just feel good on that journey is to make sure that, you know, we are not only, you know, doing something that, that really fills us up and, and, you know, really taking care of our own emotional needs and, and, you know, making sure that we're having fun in in our days, in our life, but, but also that we are contributing. You know, I truly believe that we as humans have a fundamental need for contribution and to feel like we are, you know, adding positively to other people. And so the more that you can give back the, the more that you can, you know, help others and, and serve, you know, whether it be your clients or in a charitable way or, uh, you know, whatever that means for you, the more that we do those things, the more fulfillment that we're ultimately going to feel because it's, it takes, it takes the, it it takes the focus off of you Mm -hmm. and puts it, you know, puts it outside of yourself, you know, where you can feel like you really are having that, that impact. And, and so I think that's really what fulfillment is for me. It's, it's giving back. It is, you know, being deliberate about including things that bring me joy in my day to day and recognizing that, you know, the journey's endless. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I am. I'm definitely in alignment with that. You know, I did this exercise probably like four or five months ago. It was called seven seven um, levels to why, and the whole yeah. idea was like asking yourself why seven times over to really kind of come to like the core fundamental as to what your worldview is or why you're doing what you're doing. And mine was, you know, I, at the end of my time, whenever that comes, and that's the crazy thing is like, you know, when you're young, you feel like you have all the time in the world, but we don't really know how much time we have probably for, you know, probably for a good reason. But anyways, mine was, you know, I just want to know and answer confidently that, you know, I lived a life that mattered, you know, by going after the things that level me up and finding a way to level others up you know, as I was doing stuff for myself and how I knew that that was like the real why or the real reason that really drove me was like, I actually felt like an emotional reaction. Like I actually had some tears coming and I'm like, oh my God, to your point, we do have this like innate desire and drive to just like, 
you know, build something greater than ourselves to help those that extend out from ourselves. And I think there's so much power there. Again, especially for anybody that's feeling a little lost or confused, like just go and find a way to serve, you know, ask questions. You might just find an answer that helps you find your talent. I don't know. So Whenever you want more, the answer is to give more. And, and it really does. I mean, that, that energetic exchange, you know, it, it fills you up and, you know, gratitude and giving truly yes. does, I believe, attract more into your life. Yes, absolutely. I was listening to an audio this morning while I was running. You know, I'm doing this 75-day challenge. So I've got to get two workouts in a day starting at 5 a.m. Oh. So my Peloton <laughs> broke. And so I'm like, oh, crap. Well, might as well just go knock out the, the outside workout. You know, it's would be the hardest part of my day behind me. So I'm listening to this audio. And it was Ed Milet and Joe Dispenza, and they were talking about gratitude and how when you say thank you, you know, you're essentially acknowledging something that you've received. Like, like it's already happened to you. So to your point, if you can just express gratitude, practice it, it's almost like these things are already happening for you. And that just allows you to show up with so much more energy and, and, and positive intention. So it's an awesome point. Well, we're getting close to the wrap up and out of respect of your time, I want to touch on just a few more questions before we transition into my free time five. It's kind of like a fun little random round to have some fun with you and get to know you a little bit more. But I love this question. I ask this to every guest and I'm curious to hear what you have to say. And, you know, it's something I continue to struggle with. And, and that's this concept of how do you avoid doing the easy thing, right? When literally is just like screaming at you like that couch and Netflix, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, like how do you avoid doing that thing and making a conscious decision to do the hard thing, knowing that the hard thing is what ultimately gets you a little closer to a life of fulfillment and your true potential. How do you make that conscious decision? It's, it's a daily battle, right? I mean, I I think it's a, it's a myth that you kind of figure that out and then you just, you know, you're always making the right decision. I think it's it's a constant evolution. But, you know, I think it's really for me about recognizing that the only way to achieve something that you've never achieved before, to have something that you've never had before is is to to do something different and to change the actions that you're taking on a day-to-day basis. And so, you know, one just really kind of practical uh, tip for for how to be better about that is to make appointments with yourself. So this is something that I rely on very heavily because I think so often we tell ourselves we're going to do something. And then in moment, you know, when you're, you know, getting ready to, you know, go sit down and work on your side hustle or whatever. And, and then you decide that it would be a lot more fun to watch TV or to, you know, go hang out with a friend or, or whatever it is you you just break that promise to yourself so casually. And so one thing that I recognized is that I have a perfect track record of keeping appointments with other people. I mean, if you and I agree to do this podcast interview on Sunday at six o'clock, well, then I'm going to be here on Sunday at six o'clock and and this is what we're going to do because I would never want to disrespect your time by not with, you know, upholding that commitment. And so why in the world would we treat ourselves, the most important person in our world with less respect than we would give another person. And so I think it's a really powerful practice to literally make appointments with yourself. I'm saying like, put it in the calendar, (laughs) uh, you know, what you're going to do at that time, when you're going to do it, how long you're going to do it for, and then build up the discipline of keeping those appointments with yourself. And maybe you need to, you know, put put some sort of punishment behind it if, if you don't uh, if you don't follow through or you know get an accountability partner someone who you can you know check in with who's actually going to ask you you know did you do this thing but start to build that muscle of keeping the commitments you make with yourself because at the end of the day if your word is meaningless what else do you have? Right. Uh, and so it's it's just absolutely it's crazy to me to think that you know we so often treat ourselves with just a fraction of the respect that we treat other people. Right. Uh, and if you're looking to you know create something incredible in your life, you have to be willing to show up in that way. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so well said. It's like you know we're like always an afterthought of ourselves. You know, you get a paycheck, you pay all your bills, would you pay yourself? You know, it's kind of like that same old adage. So I love that you brought that up. And that's a great practical takeaway that people can start to kind of keep a little bit more top of mind, 
you know, because uh, I, I know a lot of people out there that would not miss that nine o'clock coffee with the boss. But when it comes to that thing for themselves, it's like, eh, get to it next time. And the cool thing is, is when you make that change, because I, I do something similar to you, I, I call it a powerless, you call it appointments. But when I can cross those things off and, 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 and actually show, you know, there in writing how I've shown up for myself, it builds more confidence, it builds more trust more likability, more self-love. It's awesome. Which actually brings me to my last and final point before the random round. Can you talk about how your entrepreneurial experience, you know, betting on yourself, building the trust, you know, within yourself to come through on the things that you've gone after, how those things helped you cultivate stronger mental health? You know, I think mental health is a, a huge space that, you know, is starting to get a lot more attention and I'm just kind of curious how, you know, you being an active agent for yourself has, has, has built a better relationship, you know, headspace wise. Yeah, because I think it certainly has. Uh, and I think that the reason why is because the things that it takes to be successful in business yeah. are the exact same things that it takes to be successful in your relationships, in your health, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in your physical health and your mental health. And so in the same way that I find it absolutely critical to be, to be deliberate in working on my business, in working on my mindset around my business, it is equally, if not, well, dramatically more important to be deliberate in taking care of my mental health and, you know, building the routines, building the support system that's going to allow you to, uh, you know, to, to really be where you want to be. And so, you know, for me, that means meditating. It means exercising regularly, yeah. scheduling that into my day. And it means therapy. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm like Amen. a strong I was believer. there last Tuesday. <laughs> I, yes, I'm such a strong believer that, I, I oh mean, I God. think that everyone should have a therapist. I Amen. can't a single reason why <laughs> anyone wouldn't. Shout out to the therapist out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And actually, uh, over the last year, I have uh, worked with hypnotherapy. And Ooh. that has been something that has had a dramatic impact on my life, you know, more so than I think anything else I've done. So, you know, all of that to say, um, you know, I think that as you create the systems in your life that are going to, you know, get you closer to where you want to be professionally, yeah. you need to also be building the systems that are going to get you to where you want um, from a health standpoint, both physical and mental. Yeah. Thank you for being transparent there. I, I love everything you said. Before we wrap things up, how can people continue to you know follow your journey? I know you're doing so many different things with the digital media company and podcast, but where's the best place to engage and interact with you further? Yes. So you can check out Do Well and Do Good anywhere you listen to podcasts. Okay. You can connect with me, Dorothy Ilson, uh, on Instagram or on Facebook. Follow me either of those places. And my agency, you can find at needleseyemedia.com. Awesome. And you specifically focus on all size businesses as far as driving paid traffic through Facebook or what's your focus there for anybody that's looking to plug in on that? The large majority of our clients are personal brands and digital product sellers. So okay. uh, that is certainly our, our largest group, but uh, we, we work with e-commerce. We've worked with brick and mortar businesses. So it's so really all across the board. Basically, anyone who is already spending $10,000 or more a month on paid traffic and is looking to scale that to $100,000 a month or more. Oh, love it. 10x, 10x. Let's go, baby. Well, cool. Free time, five. You ready? Let's do five, it. Five fun questions. What's your favorite leisure activity to do in your free time? Horseback riding. It's been my passion since I was a kid. Oh, super cool. You have like the cool outfit and everything too that goes with oh, it. Oh, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> super nice. Um, what's one choice that you made today? Okay. Big or small choice, but a conscious decision that gets you closer to your goals and your purpose. Uh, I went to yoga. Um, so being uh, being more deliberate about my physical health and uh, not letting that fall by the wayside is something I'm really working on right now. Awesome. I'm getting ready to start Yoga Nidra myself. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. So I love this question. If potential were like a physical destination on a map, like an actual location, what would be more fun to you, Dorothy? Would it be like the drive there or would it just be just getting there in and of itself? It's all about the journey, man. It's the, it's the drive. 
<laughs> I knew you were going to answer that. That's awesome. I completely agree. And then what's like your favorite empowering quote, something that you'd like to leave the audience this evening? Mm. That could be in your words or it could be somebody that you like to quote. There's a quote that I heard a long time ago and I don't know who said it, um, but, but I think it's powerful. And that's, if you look for magic in every moment, you're certain to find it. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then I'm really big on manifestation and visualization. We obviously touched a little bit on that, you know, during our conversation tonight. I want to know today, you know, I'm your witness, the audience as your witness, where are you going to be in the next six to nine months? And feel free to answer that however you'd like. We're obviously going to be talking from now till then, but we're going to probably have you come on for a little, little segment to, you know, sort of see how far you've come, if not exceed Yes. In six to nine months, I will have made a new full-time hire in the agency and I will have gotten, um, gotten a little more balance back uh, in, in my life. You know, I think we, we all go through seasons in our business. And for me, you know, I was in, you know, a, a season where, you know, things were, were really humming along good and, you know, yeah. I could run the business in not very much time every week. And then, you know, as we are wont to do, I took on more and more and more. And now I'm back in a season of, of, you know, really uh, being in the grind. And so uh, my main goal right now is to find that next hire to join our team. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll hold you to it. And I can't wait to see you flourish and continue to grow and scale your team and, and just be a great general for the people that are to come on board, you know, with your mission and, you know, everything that you hope to bring into the world. So thank you so much for coming on, Dorothy. It's such a pleasure thank talking you. to you. Thank you, Carl. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's Carl with a K. Sona.com slash chat to book a 15 minute free Zoom call with me, and I can't wait to see you there.